to the woods cast i am justin uh, my brother is doing a little dance with me per usual as my uh, younger brother shay from uh chicago no i'm in chicago land you're in denver how's huh. it going shay not, well i'm not actually in denver i'm in colorado and you're in yeah. chicago land but whatever let's just keep it going you don't even you don't even know where the hell i live anymore longmont longmont there you go i know no one knows where the fuck longmont is it's the same way no one knows where the fuck joliet is if you just, everybody yeah, exactly. thinks i live in chicago I just um, assume you live in Lamford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We tried to figure out where that was. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, this is a podcast where uh, two brothers, who at least we were told we were brothers, uh, drink a little bit too much and shout into the mall of the abyss that uh, about shit that's going on in the simulation that you cucks think is real life. And true. Um, So we are recording this. I'm on... looking at the source code right now. I know, man. I don't even see it anymore. I see a yeah, blonde, a brunette, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Those are <laughs> movies. Um, oh, shit. Oh, Monday. Today is Monday the 9th. Um, a lot of shit to talk about. Everything's going sideways. Um, we're going to get to the bottom of it. We're going to solve some shit today, Shay. We're totally going to solve some shit. Yeah. Um, okay, where we stand. So where we stand alcohol-wise. I've had about like three beers. Uh, came I'm working on, I got, I have a bunch of random crap in my fridge. I've got a couple of beers. I've had one of these, uh, Paps Blue Ribbon hard coffees. Rachel, Rachel was very <laughs> curious is, about that. What do you think? Which is way better than I thought it would be. Oh yeah? Um, it, oh yeah, it's fine. It just tastes like one of those little, like, uh, the Starbucks, like the Frappuccino or energy drinks you get at a gas station. Um, it's a little too sweet. You couldn't drink a bunch of them, and then there's 30 milligrams of caffeine in each can. So after like two or three, your your feels kind of like you drank too many vodka and Red Bull, right, but you're not your, drunk. Your heart starts to palpitate. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. actually really good. I think it'd be excellent in a drink, like as a cocktail mixer. I think it sounds like it would be excellent in a White Russian. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I've thought about that too. Yeah. So no. Uh, yeah, I had a couple of beers. Just like to give everybody a shout out because like uh, we drink during this entire podcast. You need to get a baseline. Um, yeah, and uh, I know I uh, sound a little bit more uh, loose towards the end of this thing. Sometimes I don't even remember fucking ending it, but whatever. Yep. Um, all right, so uh, the numbers we got the Trump administration. We are in the one thousand one hundred and forty fourth day. Uh, it has been six hundred thirty five days since North Korea um, situation was solved by Donald Trump, and by my current count, in the last like three weeks, they have launched uh, three projectiles uh, over South Korea just for shits and gigs. So. That's working out great. Um, Trump Trump was impeached 82 days ago. He was acquitted 32 days ago. We are 229, 239 days away from the uh, um, November election. Uh, it has been 3,163 days since George R. R. Martin's fat ass wrote a book. Except we are apparently about 127 days out. They announced when uh, Winds of Winter was going to be released. Yeah, really? Yeah. Now if I can just remember what the fuck happened in the last books. 
I haven't read any of them, so I don't know. Oh, they're, they're really good, and they are as expansive and, I don't want to say complicated, because it's not, they don't sound like they're hard to figure out, but there's so many storylines going with this which way and that way that, like, I, I, I compare it to the um, Wheel of Time series by, uh, was it Roberts? Robert something. What's his name? Whatever. Wheel of Time series. Um, in that, like, yeah, you have somebody, you have, like, the story you're listening to is fine, but... Robert Jordan. Robert Jordan, thank you. Uh, the story you're listening to is fine, but then, like, another story is going on, and it, he switches back and forth. Not enough to keep you, like, really on board, like, because it'll change to another chapter. You're like, oh, where the fuck was this guy again? And, yeah, you gotta do that shit. Um, it's, uh, they're good, though. Whatever. Um, yeah, I'll read it. Um... All right, what do we got? Uh, Trump's polling has gone right back into the shitter. Um, remember after the uh, acquittal, we were, we were talking about how he had the highest polling ratings ever. That was in Gallup. He had a uh, 49% uh, versus a 51%. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, 49 to 50, and now it's back to 47, which is like, I think it's, I mean, now his highest was going to be 49, but it always hung around 45, 46 forever. Uh, 42% in um, 538 and 44% in Real Clear Politics. Uh, that is negative 4, negative 10, and negative 8.9, uh, respectively. And uh, he's pretty negative in all the uh, swing states so far. Um, he's made up ground in Florida and Ohio. He's even. So, But we don't have a candidate yet. We'll talk about that. I don't really trust any of this shit until we actually have a polling. Um all right, I guess we have to talk about the thing everybody's talking about, Shay, and that is, um, have you heard that there's a virus going around? Uh, yes, because I work adjacent to the school system, and everyone oh. is freaking the fuck out. Oh, I guess Joe and is like, they yeah, canceled? Joe, yeah, Joe, you know, Joe's in the school system, and then because uh, we handle my company handles the waste streams for all of Boulder County schools. So, like, the first reported case of coronavirus um, in Colorado was some lady who was a substitute at a school who had been on a cruise. And I don't oh, remember damn. if she had it or if she was just on a cruise where somebody had it. Yeah. But everyone, you know, that was all everybody was talking about for a while. It was really funny because one of our – one of the people who um, – at work with was like whispering about it to me and and you know she's like well we don't want to we because we have we have a whole team of people that work with an education department like well, we that work with schools she's like well we don't want people to know and get panicked because like man we've all got smartphones i bet they all already know yeah yeah like yeah. the the colorado department of health has a little ticker you could install that's like how many cases how many tested how many positive how many negative how many you know oh wow you can just refresh that shit it, it, yeah so you just it's not yourself, that bad here you, you can send just just send yourself into a hypochondriac spiral right Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I mean, we're, well, you know what the best part is amongst the coronavirus fears. Um, I, I, uh, did that thing where I stopped using my like sinus medication for a couple uh-huh. of weeks without thinking about it, then fell asleep in front of a fan and gave myself a wicked sinus infection. Oh. So then like, everyone's like keeping me at like the other side of the room. Like guys, it's just, I, I actually I fucking stay five. Yeah. Come over here. Let me give you a kiss. Yeah. Um, no, we talked. We talked about this before we started recording. I was supposed to go to a physics conference last week, and that was canceled. And uh, but they canceled um, the Saturday night before it started on Monday, so they left a lot of motherfuckers hanging, literally in the air. They landed from. I mean, can you imagine flying from like China to Denver, and then landing and finding out the conference was canceled? 
I would. I mean, I would get arrested. I'd get so drunk. I'd be like, "Well, this is bullshit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I guess it depends on your outlook. To me, I would hopefully see that. A, hopefully, you know, I'm not one of the. I wouldn't be a workaholic physicist, and like, I wouldn't see it as a loss of a conference, but a, a, a an addition of a, a vacation. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Surprise vacation. There's going to um, be more conferences, but there's never more surprise vacations. Let's do I'll this. I'll tell you what. Speaking of workaholic uh, physicist, um, since they canceled it, the uh, the APS sent out a link saying that um, they were going to open up everybody's abstracts for edits, which they usually don't do. But what they wanted yeah. you to do was to um, submit to record your presentation and then submit a YouTube video of you doing your presentation there so people could go to your abstract and then watch your presentation on their own um i uh my boss and i had toyed with going to this conference and at the end we're like now nah, let's not do it so i pulled my um abstract because it was it was research we hadn't published yet so we don't want it to get scooped right um excuse me so when i found out about this i was like i feel i, I kind of my, my abstract's still up there and i kind of want to just be a dick and be like hey everybody do you remember the intro to voltron here it is here's my Bolt favorite drawn. <laughs> yeah hey everybody here's my favorite episode of ducktales have at it yeah, yeah woohoo yeah scrooge <laughs> mcduck <laughs> learns a lesson about greed let's <laughs> go oh, yeah some bullshit um and then uh some other fucker hit me up at work today he was like hey justin you know how they canceled the conference and i was like yeah he's like well we're thinking about getting everybody to lab together next tuesday and just give our presentations it's like uh yeah no thank you yeah no yeah. I got other shit to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not a hoax. Uh, Donald Trump uh, is kind of going to, I guess, fat thumb this, you know, fat finger this whole thing. Um, he is apparently flipping his shit because uh, Donald Trump is a germaphobe. That's why I never believed yeah. the whole Russian hooker peeing thing. Yeah. So he is kind of a, a germaphobe. So he's uh, reports that he is like quietly melting down. Um, he apparently told somebody that he was afraid that a uh, the journalist would get it on purpose so they could give it to him on uh, Air Force One. <laughs> Which, uh, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> if that happens, uh, that person's probably going to disappear into Guantanamo. But whatever. Uh, the one thing I wanted to kind of focus and talk about is how absolutely batshit this has all gotten. I mean, it is, it is a, it's, you know, it's a communicable disease. It's dangerous for people who have compromised, compromised immune systems, like the very young or the very old. And um, yeah, I think the death rate right now, the mortality rate is about 3.4%. is the last number I heard. And, you know, cases are going to spring up all over the place. Well, I can tell you what it is not, Shay. Mm. And I can tell you... It is not a man-made race-specific bioweapon. Uh, um, Holy patented, shit! Patented by Bill Gates in 2012, and then sold to China in 2015 by Barack Obama, and then released it, during this release to bring down the global economy to hurt Trump and his re-election chances because they, um, China lost the trade war with Trump, um, and they've admitted all of this. Well, I'll give you so three guesses who said that. That's not. That's not what it is because it's 5G. Right, oh, it's covering for five G. This is these. What you, everyone out there, this is this is a a, a woodcast info blast. Yeah, uh, that's fun to say. Yeah, uh, you yeah, know your cells are being dissolved by five G trademark. You know. <laughs> yeah, um, so Alex Jones is going absolutely batshit about this, and what Shay is talking about is you sent uh, me um, a, <laughs> a, a, a screen capture from a Facebook message where a woman was rambling on about how this isn't a real virus. 
Uh, what we have is we've been in, in, um, infected by smart dust, which is what she calls chemtrails, and that it's digital, and that it can make us sick, and then it can be turned on and off with 5G. So they can turn. So the smart dust. Okay, hold on, you really got to calm this down here. So chemtrails put smart dust in the atmosphere. We breathe it in. It coats the insides of our lungs. Then they use the 5G to um, activate it or deactivate it. So they can basically, when they activate it, it give, you know makes it hard for you to breathe because it's a respiratory disease. And so they can basically stop you from being able to intake oxygen and kill you. Just yes. like that. Yep. Right. Now, if anybody has ever tried to load a YouTube video while you're in your car, you know this is horseshit. It's not going to work. Uh, no. But, um, yeah, like, people are going insane. The other one I heard on Alex Jones' um, somebody called in and said not to, if you order anything from uh, China, don't pop any of the bubble wrap because that contains air from China and it contains coronavirus. <laughs> awesome right so that person i kind of like that one that one's oh yeah (laughs) that was a lot of fun like i was like doing something in the lab and the caller just said that and i I remember perking my head up kind of like as i was listening to him in the room like what and alex jones just was like of course man i mean yeah it makes perfect sense yeah makes perfect sense um i actually found a research paper that totally just proves that um the inside of bubble wrap is sterile and the air is sterile uh, apparently, some chemists used it as a uh, uh, like a culturing medium for something. Oh. Like they, yeah, I was like, all right, that's cool. Now so is my, it? Now here's a question: Do you, is it intentionally sterile, or is it just as sterile as a byproduct of the like? Like, does is the air heated so it's sterile when they package probably, it? That's probably curious it. about that. It's yeah, pro- it's 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 most likely the fact that the um, heat shrinking process that makes the bubbles uh, is hot enough to you know kill anything that's in there. Um, that's interesting. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, all right. Um, other thing, Alex Jones has shaved his head. I saw that. Yeah, I'm, I'm upset about it as you are. Um, somebody said that. Uh, uh, actually, I'll tell uh, my buddy Jay said that. Um, I am now officially cosplaying Alex Jones, and I said horse shit. I've had my head shaved for years longer than that. Yeah. Dick, dick bag has. So right now he is officially cosplaying Woods. Um, That's true. I don't know what that means. His beard is also quite sad. He doesn't have much of a beard. No, he trims it real close, and honestly, like, he didn't have that, uh, he had hair, but he had very, like, thin, close-to-the-head hair, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just yeah. the way it was, it was very close to his head, and it was, like, kind of thin, and he even had the big forehead, like, it started way back. And I think he just realized he was going fucking bald in the back anyway, so he, he shaved it. But he said it's because they're in war mode. Oh, uh, um, that makes more sense, I guess. Right, right. Actually, the the one of my favorite podcasts, Knowledge Fight, where uh, Dan and Jordan just make fun of everything Alex Jones says and make just make him look stupid on a regular basis. They were gonna, they were like, they were trying to divide up the week of what they were covering. He's like, "Well, I had to stop at Wednesday because Thursday, Alex shaved his head, and that's a whole new era. We, you know, that's a whole new." <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, "That's like, when, it's like Britney shaving her head, you know?" It's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but no, they're going buck nuts. Uh, I think we talked about this before. Alex Jones is trying his damnedest to sell as much of the survival food as he possibly can. Um. Uh, he's t- he's basically he's lying and saying that all other um, food is either been bought up by the government or is out of stock. If you go somewhere and they sell you food and tell you to be there in like two weeks, they're lying to you. They don't have the food, but Alex does have the food. Uh, so he's been pushing that real hard. The other thing he's been pushing real hard to have. Uh, do you pay any attention to Jim Baker? Oh yeah, guy? oh yeah. So I'm mainly I'm mainly though Jim Baker because Vic Berger is a YouTube 
personality yes. who does recuts of his, his shit, and they're always fucking hysterical. Exactly. But yeah, no, I know Jim Baker. He, yeah, he's... It's funny because the survival food Jim Baker sells, I actually have a few samples of because I, I went through Walmart and they had these big buckets that were normally like 60 bucks on sale for 10 and I've never seen them there. So I'm thinking Walmart just got some shit by mistake and I bought right. a couple of them. And uh, that was the same because I was like, I'd seen the Baker's Buckets video. <laughs> right, right. Jim Baker it, sells survival food so that during the end times you can survive and, and pray, I guess, and thrive. I don't know what the fuck his, his deal is. He's a convicted felon, so fuck him in all sorts of ways. Which is actually hilarious because he just came out and is doing the same exact goddamn grift. Um, except now he's paying his taxes, so there you go. Um, but yeah, he's got his, his, his the baker buckets, and every now and then um, they'll do a like telethon where he makes all the food and like he makes these like gigantic swimming pools full of like mac and cheese and stuff. And you know, whatever, it's weird. Um, Vic Berger does do great cuts, super cuts of it. Um, but he has been selling a colloidal silver. No, I'm sorry, excuse me, nano silver. Nano it's a, silver. It's yes. a nano silver gargle, and um, he has been going on and on about how it is a cure for. The I'm not gargling anything Jim Baker's got, but anyway, fuck no. It's gonna be made with like antifreeze and strychnine. I mean, yeah. Um, but no, he has a silver, um, silver nano silver gargle. Um, I, I have to say it slowly because um, there's also a nano silver wound gel that Alex Jones has. But that has a lot higher parts per million, and you can't take it internally because it's it's toxic. But um, so Baker's been doing this, and he's saying it it just cures the coronavirus, which he of course can't say. Like, and the FDA just like gave him a smackdown, gave him a cease and desist. He's got forty eight hours to get all that shit off of his um, online store. And so I looked it up because it's the exact same shape of bottle that Alex Jones is selling, but of course it has a different label. So they're just private labeling whatever this shit is. Um, but I thought what was really cute is that Jim Baker doesn't like charge you for it. There's suggested donations. Oh. Yes. So like if you want to give him a hundred bucks for one, that's great. But you could, you just had, you just, it, it suggested like 50 bucks or whatever, you know? So I was like, you bastard. Uh, so he got hit with that. And Alex Jones, like Alex Jones has been pushing this shit so hard. And as of like two days ago, he hasn't fucking mentioned it because he knows his fucking numbers up. If, they, if they're yeah. going to send a letter to Jim Baker, you know, the next per- letter is coming to him. I, I, I imagine they sell it with that in mind. Like, all right, let's make as much money as we can before oh, yeah, we, get yeah, yeah. we can't sell it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're going to um, we'll either get a cease and desist or somehow we'll slip by. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we have somebody in our family that got caught doing something similar. Got a <laughs> cease and desist letter and had to quit. Um but yeah, like it's, it's just so amazingly transparent. Uh, for like a couple of weeks, Alex Jones has been talking about how he's going to keep the prices the way they are in his store. Everything is 50 percent off, even though they could really jack up the prices and really get you. They're not going to do it because they're patriots and they need you. They need you fit and ready to fight the oncoming race war. Whatever the fuck he thinks in his head, that he is this close to saying out loud. Um, but then, like, the next week, he's like, all right, well, our suppliers say that they're, you know, the costs are going up, so we're going to have to raise the cost of news. Like, oh, what the fuck happened last week? You said we we're all in this together. And now yeah. we are price gouging. Oh, man, yeah. that's, uh, I, I haven't, I, I'm getting various texts from my friends. No one's taken a picture yet, so I'm I'm skeptical, but I keep seeing people tell me, like, hey, I went into Walgreens and they had a bottle of hand sanitizer for $149.99. And, I, and then I looked into it, and apparently Colorado does not have price gouging laws. It's one of only 16 states that doesn't. So technically, they are allowed to do that. 
but I feel like there's a federal there's got to be something beyond state level for that kind of shit I would have to look into that too the FDA the reason uh, Jim Baker and Alex Jones are going to get hamstrung here is because they are claiming that oh yeah they're making yeah that's different well they're they're making a claim that a supplement that they sell cures an actual physical ailment not helps with this and that you know like they're making a very direct claim you know how to do that um um oh shit uh john oliver sells um a tactical butt wipe for i think it's a billion dollars <laughs> i think awesome. that's i think it was the skit where he made fun of alex jones for doing this shit yeah. he they made a um official uh last week tonight um tactical butt wipe or taint wipe it's designed just for the parent peritoneum or perineum or whatever that's the space between your butthole and your ball sack. Yep. Um, so like, and he had a diagram up, and he was like showing it with a laser pointer. It was very, <laughs> it was very disturbing. But they put it on. Apparently, they put it on his website, and he was like, "So first of all, you can go and put this in your cart, and if the if the thing clears, I'm retiring. Yeah. I'm just done. <laughs> <I'm> done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, you know, I guess it's one of those situations where if you're going to price gouge, you only got to sell one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was uh, I just picture some like super secret billionaire that no one knows about out there just getting hammered drunk one but I'm gonna call your bluff John Oliver yeah, yeah. buys a billion dollar date wipe. I mean, well, I mean, we're gonna get to this later, but Michael Bloomberg just pissed away five hundred million dollars. Like he could, you know, he could do that. And he has nothing to show for it except like yep. thirty delegates. We got a. Uh, we got a fucking one of our drivers texted me today because we have, uh, you know, they go up and they pick up the single stream recycling from various businesses. And if there's stuff in there that's not single stream and it's beyond a certain percentage, it's contaminated. And he he uh, sent us this uh, uh, text message with a picture of the contamination. And it was like, hey, man, we've got trash in the recycling. And it was just a Bloomberg sign someone had thrown into the single stream Aww. sign. And, they, and then, like, there's a couple of guys in our office who were big Bloomberg guys for some fucking reason. Oh, yeah. And they were like, what? Man? I was like, ah, ah. I had a couple of people tell me that they were like, you know, they were big Biden supporters. And, and we'll get to this a little, uh, well, I'll get to all my problems with uh, Biden candidacy here later. But I was like, well, have you even given any thought to Bloomberg? Because he's going to do exactly as little for you as fucking Biden would do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, hey, the status quo is the status quo. Like, well, let's give everybody, you can give everybody a shot here, right? But, um, all right. So, Alex Jones is a piece of shit. Um, oh. The other thing that, that is happening right now is the Dow is taking a pounding because of the coronavirus, and apparently OPEC just like slashed oil prices. I didn't I didn't know that was happening, but they did that last night. So futures were down like a thousand this morning, and then when the stock market got open, the stock the Dow Jones plummeted like eighteen hundred points, and they actually suspended trading. They haven't done that yeah. since like December of two thousand and, and um uh. uh 2008, like right after the election when everything was getting real bad for the, um... No, it's only like 15 minutes or something, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, what, I don't, what I don't understand what the logic behind that is. It just takes it 15 stops... minutes to see how fucked you are? No, it stops the algorithms from algorithming because a lot of the stuff goes on trends, so there's a lot of computer programs that say like, hey, if a market sh- tends this way, so many uh, fractions of a percent, and we buy and sell at this rate... Yeah. So you can trigger a lot of momentum like that, and so they stop it to to reset those those uh you know the the trading house and. Uh, Let me interrupt yeah. you, Justin. That PBR does not taste as good when you burp it back up. Oh, I can imagine. I, I anyway, can imagine. continue. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um. Yeah. So um. The, the you know nobody wants like anybody to get poor. Um. 
we talked about this earlier on the facey spaces in the my books um the fact the fact that the, the whenever they show an article about how the dow is just getting um you know cornholed they show like this this very desperate guy with his head in his hands that works on the floor <sighs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy that's making like maybe more than minimum wage, who apparently is devastated because Bezos took a haircut, like fuck off, yeah. fuck off yeah. with that nonsense. Um, the number I like, I, I don't want anybody to go in the poorhouse, and, and you know, there's a lot of wealth that's just going to get pissed away here. None of my wealth, so whatever. Yeah, um, I can tell you, I'm not out of it. Yeah, but the number I'm looking at is twelve, uh, nineteen thousand eight hundred and twenty-seven. That was what the stock market closed at the day Donald Trump was uh, inaugurated. Yeah. It closed today at twenty three, eight hundred fifty one, so it dropped over two a little bit. It dropped two thousand a Dow. The Dow did dropped two thousand and thirteen today. We are about like two or three days. If this, if this trend continues, we are about two or three days from the entirety of Donald Trump's addition to the stock market, which he loves to lard over everybody, lord over everybody, lard. I guess lard in his case would work out. Yeah. <laughs> um. Just being completely erased in a matter of weeks. Like, in like what is it, two weeks? I mean, it's half? not a good thing, but it does no. make me go, ha, ha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I am a cynical prick, and I am going to laugh yes, at this. Yes, exactly, yes. Yeah. We, uh, well, it, it, we, yeah, we were talking about that today, some friends of mine and I, about how, like, like none of us, we're like, we keep, being, we had that realization of, like, everyone be like, yo, the stock market's dropped this much, the stock market's dropped this much. It was like. Any of you have any stocks? I'm like, oh fuck no. Because <laughs> like even like a four hundred one k isn't the same thing. It's that's different. Like I don't. It's, I, I, it's usually in a collection of very long, uh, yeah. long, um, uh, long time investments. It's not you know bought and traded like that. Your four hundred one k will go up and down with with the stock, but it's not not you know you didn't lose two thousand dollars today. That's the. Uh, yeah. um, Although when our, when our grandpa died and mom got all the stock from Grandpa Kitty Cat, um, she's like, I don't how I don't know how to read this this uh, this stock report. I was like, I don't know much about it either. Let me look at it. And it was like it was probably like January of two thousand and nine. I was like, Well, this says you just lost thirty thirty six thousand dollars. <laughs> what? And she was like, What? I was like, Well, I, I mean, it'll come back. Don't worry about it. Like everything's <laughs> fucked right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You just lost. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a big number. Um, but yeah, so that's taking a pounding, and it's just—I I don't know—I'm just kind of a morbid curiosity that I'm watching. It's like, and if it gets back down to that number, God, I would love to shake Donald Trump's hand and be like, "Congratulations, buddy." Mag yeah, it. way to go, bud. Yeah. Now I always, I always wonder, like, I don't know. I guess that would mean the economy. I get, yeah. I, I don't feel like most people would be of the opinion, like, well, it's the virus, it's not him. I mean, he's the president, so he'll get blamed for it. Right. Well, and and you that's know, just that's how that works. Happened. That's just that's what happened to the fucking president. Yeah. You know, in 2012, uh, Barack Obama didn't have anything to do for or against that attack on the embassy in Benghazi. But yeah, yeah, everybody was like, "Way to go!" Thanks, um, Obama. Yeah, thanks, Obama. Um, um, you mentioned the economy, and that that is something to keep in. Um, the stock market keep... is not the economy. That's important. Well, though, no, right? you're exactly right, but also. Uh, there was a poll that came out. Shit, who did it? I saw it in the Hill, but it said that like 63% of Americans who were polled uh, agreed with Donald Trump's um, Donald Trump's uh, handling of the economy. And uh, one of my more conservative friends threw it up. And he was like, uh, it, he throws that shit up all the time. 
kind of like yeah. suck it, suck it, liberals. But um, and so I, I commented, and, and I'll say the same comment here. It's like, you know, I, I read that headline, and I don't take away that like sixty three percent of Americans agree that Donald Trump has done good things to help the economy. I think that those 63 Americans just are listening to people who have changed their tune on the economy. Because yeah. the fundamentals of our economy did not change from Barack Obama to Donald Trump. If you look at those trend lines, if you look at the trend line of, of the stock market until like a week ago, it was just trending up from Obama to um, to Trump. Uh, now, granted, Barack Obama took it over to, at a record low, and it can only go up, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's how recoveries work. Um, unemployment, just straight line down straight through the uh, transition from Obama to Trump. There's no kink in that line. It's not like after uh, Trump took over, the unemployment just you know took a skyrocket down. No, it just falls a straight line. The fundamentals, fundamentals of the economy didn't change. I just think the people that these people listen to changed how they talked about it. Yeah. Because, like, for, I, I can give you an example right now. Sean Henney would never shut up about um, Barack Obama not hitting 3% GDP growth annually. And... Now that Donald Trump hasn't done it either, he just he never mentions it. Just shuts the fuck up about it. And under and under Barack Obama, um, every time they'd hit a new record for the um, uh, stock market, he would be like, Sean Haney would say like, "Well, that's great and all, but a lot of people don't have stock and wages are still flat." Well, yeah. wages are still just as fucking flat right now. But Sean Hannity basically uh, does a pole dance every time they hit a new record. Like it's just the way that people, the people that these people are talking are are listening to. Are talking about the economy that flipped on a dime on uh, January twentieth, two thousand seventeen. Most definitely. Yeah, I see Ripley back there. She's very pretty. Yep. Yeah. She's finally figured out that the bed is a place she can hang out, and now she is all about it. Well, Jim, uh, I built that ramp for Jim, <laughs> and he's upstairs with me while we do this podcast, and uh, he's up in the bed. He's just up. Yeah, there. you can. Yeah, you can see her in the, in the background there. Is, obviously, our listeners can't. Or listener, whatever, but yeah, no, it's a, yeah, I, she's uh, she still gets kettled at night though. I don't trust you. She's only seven months old, even though she's huge. <laughs> she yeah, she's seven months old, seven months old, and she's probably 50 pounds, 60 pounds, right Ooh. around there. That's a that's a big puppy. Mm-hmm. That's a big she, puppy. Uh, when we, yeah, when we wrestle. She wrestles like a puppy, and she fucking cold cocked me. It was like getting punched by a grown ass man. Just plops, just clean my clock. Just whap. Say, say Ripley, say Ripley, you pre girl. Mm-hmm. She can't hear you, Justin. Well, I want you to say it. No, I'm not doing that. Oh, I was gonna take a picture. Yeah, no. All righty, this is good radio. Yes, yeah, this is excellent <laughs> radio. <laughs> this is an audio medium, and this is fantastic. Um, okay, one last thing about the uh, coronavirus. Apparently, somebody who uh, tested positive for the coronavirus went to CPAC and shook a lot of hands, like Ted Cruz's awesome. hand. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. So, so there are several uh, Republicans, like um, Collins, who was one of the main players in the impeachment. Collins, Cruz, um, the new chief of staff, uh, Mark Meadows. They all apparently interacted with this guy who tested positive, and then they all apparently hung out with Trump. So, awesome. I hope he's having a meltdown. Yeah, <gasps> he's like that part. I hope, he, I hope it would be hilarious to know that he was like that part in a Ace Ventura when he found out he kissed a dude, and he's just like putting gum in his mouth, and he's in the shower just scrubbing himself with like a wire brush. God, that movie does not age well, and I love no. it. So much. No, 
no. it is transphobic, it is homophobic, and it is also hilarious. Yeah, it is not yeah. Like um, if you I would like if you show that to a ten year old now, they would be like, All right, first of all, this is stupid. This isn't fucking funny. And second of all, what is wrong with this guy? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. why does he hate gay people so much? But I, I but everyone my age when that came out was all about the alrighty then. Oh yeah, we went to see it with uh, Seth, uh, Seth and Corey, and uh, Seth had Rick, and uh, I thought Rick might, was going to try, try to sue the movie theater. He was so offended. Yeah, he like we're over there cracking up. He's like, "This is a point. Like, this calm is a down. Point. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about the primary. Had some had some uh, results lately, um, and some shit has gone sideways. If you're a Bernie Sanders supporter. And uh, really well if you're a Biden supporter. So yep. we had Super Tuesday last Tuesday. There is, I believe, six more. There's six, six. Uh, like I said, we're recording this um, Monday night. So Tuesday the tenth is six other states. I don't, I don't know them off the top of my head. I'm not gonna try to fucking. One of them is Michigan. Yeah, I, I know one's Michigan because it, it has the most delegates, and everybody's trying to win that one. But um, so Super Tuesday, we uh, Biden um, actually pulled quite a bit of an upset. Um, I know this that the, the um, Sanders supporters are really hoping for a kind of a knockout punch like uh, John Kerry did in 2008, where he just won enough of the states and just took the lead out of, you know, kind of jumped ahead far enough that everybody was like, well, fuck it, I can't do this. Um, so Biden um, ended up pulling out uh, a lot of wins that people didn't think he would pull out. He got, he got Alabama, Arkansas, um, Maine, uh, Massachusetts, Michigan, not Michigan, uh, Mississippi. North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, excuse me, and Virginia. Bernie got uh, California, um, Colorado, Utah, and Vermont. Uh, Bloomberg won American Samoa. He could have basically bought everybody there and sold them. So uh, that's what he got. Um, and California, we're still, still to this day, 94% reporting in California because they have the dumbest system. They basically take all the votes and put them in a box. I'm like, we're not going to get to those till next week. <laughs> I'm, like, I've got shit to do. <laughs> yeah, like that's the plan. Like, okay, those are next week votes. You know, whatever. Um, so as we stand right now, Joe Biden has uh, has the delegate lead of 667. This number is actually pretty fluid depending on where you look because it since California is still counting, they're still kind of like reassessing who gets what delegate. Um so I just picked one website, and this is what I got. So it's uh, 667 to Bernie Sanders' is, uh, 575. So Biden has an 87 uh, delegate lead on uh, Bernie Sanders right now. So there are 3,979 delegates total, and we have allocated 1,407. So it's just, just over a, thir- a third of them. So it's like 35%. There's still uh, 2,500 delegates left to be decided on. Um. Yeah, so that's where we're at. It's just straight delegate race. Um, it's just uh, Biden and Sanders. Everybody else has dropped out, and uh, apparently uh, Tulsi Gabbard is doing something. I don't know what the hell she's doing. What hell would she be doing? She's still running. She's got like two delegates now, hmm. two or three. So she got one on uh, Super Tuesday, but so that's the race so far. Uh, a lot of, uh, I guess you would say, momentum has gone behind Biden, and that scares the absolute shit out of me. I don't see him winning the election. I don't really see either of them winning, but we'll see how it goes. You know, that's 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 uh, 
Because well, like, Sand, I mean, if Sanders can't even pull the, the the youth vote out that he wanted to pull out to get the primary out, he wouldn't be able to do it in the general either. Like and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, like people, all the all these whiny assholes that are complaining about how they hate all the candidates just didn't vote. So they every all the you know that that's just the math. The math of it just didn't work out. And it's funny because I keep seeing this. Like you'll see this article flash on aggregate websites of Sanders specifically saying like, "Yo, I did not turn out people the way I needed to," but that just gets like pulled down real quick because it doesn't fit the narrative of like he can still pull it out. But I mean, I guess technically well, he could, but. He, he still can pull it out. And the Sanders campaign, well, a lot of the, the momentum that Bi- uh, Biden got on Super Tuesday was because um, uh, Buttigieg and Klobuchar dropped out like within hours that weekend. And I think I, I'd have to look up when they endorsed, but I think they, they both endorsed Joe Biden. I know that. I want to say they endorsed him the weekend before Super Tuesday. So all of their support likely went to his. Um, to him, Elizabeth Warren went through Super Tuesday. She draw, she she suspended her campaign um, on the Thursday after Super Tuesday, I believe. Excuse me. She has yet to endorse, and might not endorse because she wants to stay, you know, I don't know, relevant or something. But that generated a lot of momentum behind Biden that wasn't there before, and so now he's got the delegate lead. But I just I just don't see it. I okay. We've talked about this before. I live in Illinois, so it really doesn't matter. My vote's going to go, my, my state is going to go for the Democratic candidate regardless. Um, you're in Colorado. It's more purple. That might be a, a bigger decision for you. But, like, I'm going to vote uh, I'm going to vote for the Democratic candidate regardless because yeah. I'm not going to vote for Trump. That's just not an option for me. But I just see Biden as such a weak candidate. I mean, like, Trump was a weak candidate and he's president. Well, very true, very true. But like, I'm just saying, man. Like, yeah, like, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the arguments people make, like, well, he can't win because he's going to bring up the Hunter Biden thing. I'm like, dude, that doesn't fucking matter. If nobody gave a shit about Donald Trump being a rapist, no one, when in the general, most voters are not going to give two fucks about some company that Joe Biden's son was on. Like, they're just I, not going to care. I really don't think so. I, I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think I think Joe Biden can win because I have so little faith in America. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. Um, I'm just really, really not looking forward to, like, let's just say that Biden pulls it out and is the nominee. Everybody has said that the Democratic Party has to be united 100% behind the nominee. Let's just assume that also happens. So everybody that's anti, you know, is is, is a Democrat is not going to sit it out. They're all going to vote. They're all going to go for um, Joe Biden. That means he would win the election. But that also means that I have to sit through fucking another, what, nine months of fucking memes about Joe Biden's teeth falling out or, you know, and like, like the memes now, and he hasn't even won the nomination yet. Like there are memes out there that that are like basically calling him a pedophile. Yeah. Saying that he fucks little girls. I mean, there were memes like that about Trump. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying like. The fact that Trump was president. About him? There, there was one report I knew about Trump was accused of ha- uh, was was accused of having sex with a girl who was thirteen. He's denied it. Everybody else denied it. She says that it happened. All right, that's a report. Whatever. I never saw a meme that just flat out called Trump a pedophile. Yeah. So I mean, the, I mean, I'm I'm telling you, all this shit's out. I just I guess I just don't think it matters. Like the stuff that people used to think matters doesn't matter. Like yeah. all of this crap is gonna drop to the side when it's just one on one. It's I don't know. I'm I'm not saying he can he can slam it out, but I think that like 
the dynamic has shifted so much because of what Donald Trump has done in the last three years or whatever. It's just n- none of the lie. Like, don't apply logic pre-Trump to this election because it doesn't fucking apply anymore, I guess, is my is my thing. And it also depends on who his VP is. If his VP is baller, like... I want Stacey Abrams. Yeah. I don't, I don't fucking... I can't, I can't remember... Stacey Abrams was uh, the African-American woman who ran for the governor of Kansas. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, if, 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 the, uh, if the, one of our dozen listeners has not heard her um, non-concession speech uh, when she um, – because she ran against Chris Kobach. And Chris Kobach was the dick, dick bag who headed up Donald Trump's uh, voter integrity commission that was apparently going to find all of these illegal votes that Donald Trump said went for Hillary Clinton. Um, that committee – uh, stopped existing with no evidence of voter fraud. Like we all know, um, you know, your all caps uncle is going to share a story that he found on Reddit about this one person that voted twice. And that's your voter fraud. There's yeah. a handful of cases in billions of votes. B billions. And, um, so Chris Kobach before that, um, I think it's Kobach. I think I'm fucking up. Chris Kobach. Um, before that election, he did shit like um, there was a sizable um, Native American population, and they all they don't have street addresses because it's a um, a uh, um, what was it called? Not a reserve. Native American reservation. Thank you, reservation. And they don't have street addresses. It was just like you know, however they did them, and. Uh, he was like, well, if you're going to vote in this election, you have to have a street address. So they had to go around and name streets and give people street addresses so they could vote. Like, yeah. That's yeah. the kind of thing he did. Uh, also, he was the Secretary of State at the time, so he controlled how the vote was going to be counted. You know, a little bit of a contract. So when she gave her quote-unquote concession speech, she basically called him a cheating son of a bitch and did not concede the election. She says, you know, we did, you know, it was amazing. So go look up her non-concession speech and it'll be, you know, it'll give you a, it'll give you a democratic boner and uh, you'll want her to be the VP, but uh, I guess I'm I guess I guess I have to say that you got a great point there in that like pre-Trump um, pre-Trump logic doesn't apply here. If Biden's going to get the nomination and we're just going to do a whole weekend of Bernie's thing where the entire Democratic Party just puts him on a stick in front of us like yeah. a scarecrow, and walks into the White House, hey, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, well, here's, here's my thing. Tie a string <laughs> around his arm and put it around a, uh, you know, put it around an umbrella and have him wave it, wave it the hot yep. girls. Uh, um, I will say, pay attention to all your friends that say there's no way Joe Biden can win, and then I bet they're the same dudes that were telling you there's no way Trump could win back in 2016. Like, oh, yeah. I just, it, I, I, I always, I always like to make that point because it's just like, guys, you can't, like saying like, oh, well, Joe Biden did this, this and this, and he's got a horrible voting record. I'm like, well, yeah, so does – I mean you can make the argument the same for Trump. It's, it's, it just doesn't – I just don't think that logic applies anymore. I think it's going to be a fucking shit show free-for-all no matter who it is. And like – and they're going to vilify whoever the Democratic nominee is. It just depends on what for. They're a socialist. Yeah, they're socialists. Right they're they're corruption. I mean, but yeah. like, the, like I have to believe that, like, if they're in a debate and Donald Trump's like, "Well, we need to investigate Burisma," and then immediately Joe Biden's going to, "Oh, you want to talk about corruption? Great, let's talk about all the people you put into power that have no reason other than your family, or let's talk about this, or this, or this, or this." Like, I just, I don't know. Like, 
It, it I mean, is sad. A, that no is matter. a great response to that. Like, because they are oh, you want to talk about, about corruption? That's great. Let's talk about corruption and just start listing shit off. Now, it is sad that no matter who wins that election, our president will be a sundowning old man with a brain turning to goo. But still, <laughs> the uh, the quote I the quote that I got from uh, Matt Crispin, uh, Chapa Trap House, Matt Crispin, was all right, America. You got to decide which grandpa you want to go spend Christmas with. Is it the one that tells you neat stories and gives you a, a nice Werther's original? Or is it the one that smears his own shell on the wall and accuses you of being a Japanese soldier? <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the Democrat. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think that's a bit. They are a thousand percent in the tank for Bernie. So that was a, that was not a yeah. fair assessment of Biden's yeah. you know stances. But I, I giggled. Uh, um, but yeah, like that's the thing. Like, hey, listen, I'm, 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 I'm all in for the Democratic Party. If Biden's going to be the nominee... Then fucking win, you know. Prove me wrong. Prove all of my, uh, you know, weak ass, uh, um, neurotic tendencies wrong. Do it. I mean, I, I know that when we run moderates, we usually lose. That's what scares. The, the, that's what scares me the most. I know when we run moderate moderate candidates, we generally lose, and that's where I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't good. But uh, you know, I mean. I think you and I are, are, are uh, agree with Bernie's politics. Yeah, we also agree that um, you know we're on team fuck Trump. So yeah, and well, like I've told, I will I will vote for a bucket full of diarrhea with a face painted on it before I'll vote for Donald Trump. A rusty bucket full of diarrhea. I um, mean, like, and and the thing is, is like I like Bernie Sanders, but I've always had a problem. Like in his performance in the primaries, kind of says this is still an issue. Like he's real good at riling up his base, but he's not good at expanding it. He's not. And like the and I, there was a really great article or something. I might I don't remember who it was. One of Obama's speechwriters. It might have been one of the the pod save guys. I don't oh, know. It was, yeah, it was. But they were just uh, talking about how he needs to. John Favreau. Like, let's just talk about like okay, if I'm his speechwriter, oh, no, John Lovett. John. Lovett. If I'm his speechwriter, I'm going to tell uh, Sanders to stop using the fucking word socialism. Don't go on a debate stage and say, "Hey, this is how Denmark does it. Let's be like Denmark." Stand on the debate stage and say it's American to take care of everybody because it's the right fucking thing to do. Just yeah. don't use the word socialism. Like, and I've had that issue, and like. It's a branding problem, and then, like, I'm sorry, but the Bernie bro thing is a real thing. I know people in person who, if you say even the slightest thing bad about Bernie Sanders, they will jump up your ass and start calling you an asshole. So, like, he does have – none of the other candidates have had to get online and say, hey, be nice to the other candidates. <laughs> I mean, come on. And it's no, that, off-putting for him. That is that is a real thing, but it's also um, – I mean, that's a thing even – Biden said, have you seen this clip of uh, Biden in 2016 where he talks about how great Bernie Sanders is at what he does? Yeah. So Joe Biden in, in, in 2016 was interviewed by CNN and he was talking about it. Like they were basically asking him how if Bernie Sanders or I'm sorry, if Hillary Clinton is such a you know dominating presence in our politics, how is she having like trouble, you know? knocking out Bernie Sanders in, in the primary. And Joe Biden's, you know, out of his own mouth, was like, well, it's because nobody can argue with how authentic Bernie's message is and how oh, yeah. he's he is responding to a yearning of Americans that feel that, you know, there's been a promise that's been broken. He goes on to say that, you know, back, back uh, before, you know, years ago, there was always, you know, an unspoken promise where if you participated in a in, an enterprise that made a profit, you got to share in that profit. And that pro that, that promise has been broken. And Bernie Sanders has been talking about that for for decades, and nobody forty can years argue. or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
nobody can argue with his authenticity. And, um, and he was like, well, you know, the, the problem is, is if, you know, the, the best quote of that is like, if, if Bernie Sanders hadn't called himself a, a, a democratic socialist and just said what he was saying, they would just call him a Democrat right now yeah. and it'd be okay. And then, and then the interview goes, well, I mean, Hillary Clinton's talking about that and Biden jumps right on. And he's like, well, she hasn't been talking about it as long as, as, as Bernie has. Yeah. Everybody no, knows it. Yeah. And so like, that's out of fucking Biden's own mouth and it's the truth. Like, yeah. Like, if he hadn't have started out as an independent and called himself a democratic socialist, then, uh, you know, it would have been, it would be a different conversation right now. And maybe the Bernie bros wouldn't have to be so bro Yeah, Yeah. And, and, uh, that, no. that whole thing is just like, cause you know, and it's funny. And the thing is, it's like, I also, cause I, you know, I live in the Denver Metro area. The Colorado is purple. Denver Metro, thoroughly blue. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, because you got Denver, Boulder, and then, you know, Colorado Springs is, is more conservative because there's an Air Force base down there. I get that. But generally speaking, it's very blue. And I, I get frustrated because I have these conversations with people because they're like, well, I just don't see how anyone would vote for Bernie Sanders. I'm like, you were born and raised in Boulder County, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, you don't know what it's like. Have you ever, a very good friend of mine, very smart, very intelligent, um, he grew up in the Bay Area and then moved to Boulder. He's never been east of the mississippi he's never been to the south he's never been to the southeast he doesn't know what it's like there so like i'm like dude yes i understand that in your day-to-day goings-on here in boulder you run into a bunch of bernie sanders fans but once you leave these areas people vote more moderately and there's a lot of those people that vote and that's the thing like i i i think it's more likely for someone who was willing to vote for sanders to suck it up and vote for biden than someone who was going to vote for biden to suck it up and vote for sanders because Say that again. if someone was going to vote for Sanders and then yeah. Sanders doesn't get the nomination, I think it's more likely that person will say, well, fuck it and vote for Biden. But people who are all in on Biden, I think, would be less likely to suck it up and vote for Sanders if he got the nomination. I, I think there's a large majority. I, I think there's a large swath of, of people that may, think like that. May, uh, may, then, mainly because the, the Sanders supporters are used to having to suck it up and vote for someone else anyway. Like oh, yeah. that, the more pro- progressive are always going, all right, well, fuck it. Now I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton. You know what I mean? Like we've already done that dance. So like we're used to, we, we, we're used to that taste. It's fine. Just, just, you know, go gentle when you push your dick in my mouth and make me vote for someone I don't want to fucking vote for. <laughs> there was, uh, when, when, um, when Elizabeth Warren got out, there was that post that kept went around social media and it was like, Hey, uh, everybody. Yeah. Women are upset that there isn't going to be a woman candidate yeah. anymore. And, uh, yeah, of course we're we're gonna you know suck it up and vote for the uh, you know the other least qualified. I see. I know man. what you're talking about. I fucking love that shit. Yeah, it's like yeah, but we get to be mad first. Yeah, like, like fuck yep, off. Dude. Go. We're gonna do it, but we're still gonna be pissed off about it. And I uh, think that logic applies here too. Yeah. Um, speaking of weird shit, uh, we've talked about this before, but um, in the event that I mean, everybody's already prepping for a Biden presidency, even though the you know. I mean, there's only what it could still go either way. I oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I just... there's a lot of states. There's a lot of states. We even talked about out there's what did I say. I'm not optimistic, uh, but I'm naturally a pessimistic person with this kind of stuff. Yeah, so you, you are. Uh, 2,500 delegates left to go. Um, but uh, so everybody in the uh, Trump administration is preparing for a Biden um, presidency. Don Jr. has offered to debate Hunter Biden about who got the most uh, leverage out of their father's name. Oh my 
God. What? Now, we have talked we have talked about this scenario before on the podcast in that it would be what America not what America needs, but what America deserves. Yeah. That's the debate we deserve. Oh my god, that would be incredible. To get oh my god, he's such like I've seen interviews with that kid. He's a fucking idiot. Don Jr.? Yeah, oh, he's, like he's, a like he's not – he does not – he really doesn't – like, say what you will about Donald Trump. The man is an entertainer. He can command a stage. Like, he, you, everyone in the room may be paying attention to him because he's saying the stupidest thing in the room, but everyone's eyes are on him. His son does not have that ability. No, no, no. Don, Don Trump Jr. Don Jr. is not charismatic. He grew a beard so that you stopped noticing he had no chin. And um, he – I mean his entire resume is worked for dad. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Done. I don't know how the fuck he thinks he's going to be um, uh, stand. He's going to like separate himself from Hunter Biden. Um, what I think, and we've talked about this before, and I'm going to repeat it because it's still fucking funny. Um, what I think they think they're going to do is they think that they're going to trigger Hunter Biden by just being conservative and male, like like these alt right dickbags think that they, you know, you know. I love all these people. Like, yeah, uh, you know. Liberals are just soy boys, and they don't know how to stand up to you know a real man. I'm like, here I am, eight inches taller than they are. What was that, you little fuckstick? And they're like, uh, well, um, can I go back and, and like repeat that? Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Don Jr. thinks they're going to go out there and be like, oh, man, uh, I own guns, and I hunt animals. Does that trigger you? And and Hunter Biden's going to be like, I have sucked dick for crack. Like, I don't, I know don't give a fuck. fuck. Guys, yeah. <laughs> You think guns scare me? I got pistol. I tried to buy some crack one time. I got pistol whipped. I, I took the crack. I did it. I came back later and got more crack from the guy who pistol whipped me. Yeah. Like, then I sucked his dick. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be a shit show and I am here for it. Oh, that's, you um, know, that that's one of those things where it's like, I mean, you got to admit, like, I would love to see Bernie Sanders uh, yell at Donald Trump from across the debate stage, but I honestly think Biden's unhinged enough. That could be pretty fun too. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll, that'll be like uh, that. That one would be great, it especially would be like... if he starts going after his son, because that's you know his one kid died, his other kid is yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. dude, I feel I, that that I mean that actually kind of worries me. I'd say because he might fucking lose it. Well, it will be like Grandpa Simpson yelling at the uh, the the sandals guy on on, mm-hmm. on the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were talking about back when they used to wear an onion on their belt, as was the style at the time. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we, we, like, you see, the Kaiser had stolen our word for twenty. I remember because I chased him, tw- and we had to say "dickety." I chased him, "dickety, tw- dickety, six miles," but then had to give up. You know. <laughs> Actually, uh, real talk, it is funny if you just take Abe Simpson quotes and and put them over top of Joe Biden's picture. It's pretty entertaining. It's yeah, not as entertaining yeah. as a. Uh, Trump quotes over Zat Brannigan. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! That works out so well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you remember back my, in the day, when Mark Hamill was reading uh, quotes from Donald Trump as his voice for, as the Joker from the animated oh, series, yeah. right? That was amazing. Yeah. That was very poetic. That was very poetic. But yeah, nothing nothing beats Abe Simpson. Uh, my car gets eight hogs hex to the rod, and that's <laughs> the way I like it. And then someone yeah. takes his picture. You stole my soul. <laughs> Oh, my soul. That's amazing. Uh, good <laughs> shit. All right. Um, you want to take a, a pause for the cause? I need to get some more beer. You probably need to take a uh, bathroom break. You've got to burp up some more, uh, uh, I guess, alcohol coffee. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's coffee start. beverage. <laughs> cool coffee beverage. All right. We'll be right back. Autobots, transform and roll out. <laughs> 
right, we ready to start again? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Make sure I have my bottle opener. There we go. Um, so we're back. Uh, fun stuff. What have you been watching, Shay? I finished the um, Crisis on Infinite Earths from the uh, CW yeah. shows. Man, the, it, have you noticed how often they rely on the all heroes standing and fighting a CG thing while the camera just pans through? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it that's was... like their thing. And, and I want to see the footage of them, like, fighting those all those monsters just, you know, just fucking swinging around like assholes. Yeah. Because so anytime you they... look up pre-effects footage from those shows, it's amazing. Oh, it's, it's um, first of all, it was um, the uh, second to the last episode was goddamn almost unintelligible they spent the entire time in the speed force so nothing was real but nothing made sense and yeah nothing mattered then they all pop out of the speed force to fight and like you said they're fighting this very generic monster that flies around they were time race i believe they called them and so they all stand in a circle and punch and shoot and like you know do whatever their move is and you know it was just it was silly it has you put that footage to something like um I remember when in um oh was it was it uh the last Jedi with the the um, throne room scene where they yes. uh they, yeah so everybody kept putting a bunch of weird music to that and it all matched that's what needs to happen with that last scene of uh of that, of that uh Crisis on Infinite Earths because yeah no CG of course they just gonna be like dancing around like a bunch of jackasses yeah I like, mean I mean yeah no I really liked it. it was a lot of fun and I like what it's done to the other shows now how they're all kind of condensed and on they're on one Earth now like it was in the comics and shit so right. it makes more sense um, they've actually done some interesting stuff with it uh, I, what have I been watching uh, uh, oddly enough I've I've decided to take a, a trip down memory lane and I've started rewatching the original Roseanne on Amazon like the I'm on like season two. Oh, yeah? It's still up, yeah, and I don't care what anyone Wait, fucking Rachel, says. Rachel is a huge fan of that. I fucking love that show, and it's like, I like you know me, I have a weird thing for sitcoms, like, and it's, it's in my opinion, it is one of the better ones, um, and I firmly believe she didn't start off a crazy, insane racist. I think she became a crazy, insane racist as she got older, because, like, a lot of the themes of the original episodes are about, you know, acceptance and equality and, like, this well, it's, and that, it's yeah. The, it's the middle class struggle of yeah. trying to keep your kids fed and safe and teach them right and wrong while you're also trying not to get, like, just completely dicked over by everybody. Yeah. You there's know. one really great episode where there, there's this – I want to say it's either – it's a congressman or a senator or something like that is going door to door campaigning. And he's like, hey, man – um, you know, we're going to um, shoot his son loads on him. Well, no, it's, it's actually really this is one of my favorite moments of the show because it's really it's really good. It's like just a legitimately smart joke. He goes, well, we're going to we're going to give this huge company. They're talking about some theoretical steel company that's going to come into Lanford and they're going to give him huge tax breaks and then it's going to bring jobs. Then she goes, well, who pays for the tax breaks, though? And then he kind of yeah. like, well, you do. And she goes, let me follow you to your next house. And she's just going house to house explain. Like, it's like, alright, that's pretty cool. Like, that's not the same lady that got, got her show canceled for being racist on Twitter. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not, that's not the same lady who uh, who uh, put um, soot on her upper lip as a um, yeah. Hitler mustache yeah. and was pulling what looked like, uh, you know, gingerbread Jews out of the oven. Yeah, that was... Yes, yes. But I've been watching that and uh, uh, Preacher. I started watching Preacher. Now, I can't believe you weren't watching Preacher from the get-go. I did the same thing you... with Preacher that I did with uh, Lord of the Rings, or not Lord of the Rings, right. Game of Thrones, which is where I watched right. the first, like, two episodes and went, like man, this it. is cool. 
I'll come back when there's a season or two, and that was five years ago. You know what I mean? Like, I just never – and now I can shotgun all four seasons, and the fifth season's either airing or already aired in the final season. So, it's um, already the, aired. Yeah, yeah. The, the, fir- the, the first season's a little slow because they spend a lot of time setting up the world. And if you've not read the comics, I could see that being awesome. But as someone who knows how weird it's going to get, I want them to just get to it. But then once the Santa Killer steps into the picture, it's just fucking giddy up. Let's go. Like, oh, like yeah, yeah. from that scene in the first episode of season two where all those cops get their heads blown off, like, on. It's like, yes! Yeah. No, Preacher was fun. Preacher was really fun. I, I think I think I were, we already talked about this. I love it. It's either, the, I believe it's the end of the first episode where he's like, listen, you don't want to do this. I'm going to make you gonna, squeal or make a noise or something. This is going to end with you making a sound like a rabbit. And he's like, what are you talking about? And then they start a bar fight where he kicks all their asses and then and breaks his guy's arm. <laughs> yeah, and he makes this little noise. He's like, and that's the rabbit. Noise. There's the rabbit noise. Yeah, that's yeah, badass. Um, so, yeah, that, that's super fun. I actually have gone down memory lane, memory lane as well, and I am rewatching Voyager. I don't care what anyone says. Voyager's fucking great. So here's the thing. I loved it. Vo- I not, loved all, it. not all Star Treks <laughs> are equal. But all Star Treks are no. Like I enjoy the the, the the classic joke from uh, Big Bang Theory is uh, uh, original series or Next Generation, and the correct answer is original series over Next Generation, but Picard over Kirk. Yeah, it's That's like, but like, I love Voyager. Part of my love for Voyager is just the simple fact that it was the first Star Trek series I got to watch as it aired. Like I watched the first, and 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 that was. And that it was, was a big thing for me as well because Star Trek Voyager, um, Star Trek Next Generation, um, was a little bit before my time. I mean, the first episode's like eighty-eight. Yeah, five. Uh, so like, so that. like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like watching TV on my own at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I probably um, was like watching with Dad or something when we were little. You know, just hanging around the TV, and Dad's like, "Hey, what's this shit?" And, um, so yeah, so Star Trek Next Generation was, oh, God damn it. Um, I want to say 87 or 88 was the first. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's 80, it was 87 to 94. Yeah. That was, that was a whole series. So I would have been seven to 14 and you would have been like two to, you know, nine. The thing I remember so much about uh, Voyager was like, that was when I was a kid the two hours of television on Friday because you had motherfucking X-Files from 9 to 10 and then Voyager was 10 to 11. And that was like yeah. what I did on Fridays. Like that, I have distinctly vivid memories of like holding up in my room for two hours to watch a new X-Files and a new Voyager. Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, Voyager, those years are, I should have this written down, I did not. Uh, 95 to 2001. Yeah. So yeah, so that like, I got to see that like, in all of my nerdery, I'm about, I, I might have happen. to dip a toe back in because I've been. I don't rewatch Voyager episode per episode. Like I just kind of I skip through because I've seen them so many times. But I oh, I want to go through and rewatch Deep Space Nine. That shit uh, I haven't seen that in a couple of years. Deep Space Nine was a great show for the um, the cast and the like the 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 things that happen on the station because they had a lot of had a lot of neat interactions, had a lot of neat aliens, had a lot of neat things. But, like, my problem with Deep Space Nine is they just basically sat there and waited for everybody to come fuck them up. Well, it's um, just the first couple seasons, man. I'm telling you, it's the best Star Trek. It's the darkest Star Trek. You get to see the Federation declare martial law on Earth. Um, there's all these weird themes with, like, religion and torture and uh, war. It's the, one of the first times 
in a that I remember in a Star Trek show that you see the Federation like go full all out war. Like, all right, we've got this. This is like you know you got the Cardassians are in there, the Dominions in there. But season it really doesn't pick up until Worf joins it. So it's like season four. Uh, the episode's Way of the Warrior. And, like, from Way of the Warrior on, it's serialized, and each episode ties in the next. And they also get the Defiant, which means they leave the station right. and get into shenanigans. Yeah. 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 I remember that's when I started enjoying it a lot more because they had the Defiant. They had something to go out there and fuck up other people. Yeah. Um, I just love the uh, idea of a Star Trek uh, or Federation ship that's, you know, it's got so much firepower that if it uses everything at once, it'll tear itself apart, which doesn't make any sense because energy weapons shouldn't have recoil, but whatever. Yeah, this is also a show that talks about... Uh, You're going to overheat your plasma in- conduits. Inertial dampeners. Yeah, inertial like dampeners, that. yeah. Whatever. We'll switch, uh, cancels no. out one of the laws of physics. Just <laughs> exactly, gone. yeah. Ooh, just gone. Uh, no, I, I like Voyager because I like this This spins out seven. of my... Uh, my uh, yeah, 709 was... Um, uh, like I said, that started... Uh, Voyager started when I was 15, and 709 was in a very tight suit that I yeah, appreciated. Yeah, well, uh, that, those two hours of television taught me that I like cat suits and I like redheads. Redheads for Scully, cat suits for 709. <laughs> that was the two things I learned. Uh, okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, so I've been watching Picard, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But like, I, like, uh, I haven't watched any se- of it yet, so let's not. They, they bring 709 in um, because they're bringing in all the other characters, like, you know, all these people are older. They've retired from Starfleet. So, um, Picard's a really great show. Um, like I told you, I think we talked about this before last time we did a podcast. Like, I'm just really worried they're not. There's not going to be like a conclusion to this first season. That this whole first season is going to be a lead up to like a really great second season, which you know I'm all here for. But um, but they brought seven of nine in, and that made me think like, oh man, I loved Voyager because Voyager brought a lot of things into the Star Trek mythos that like we really hadn't seen and that was you know species a472 the only species you ever kick the borg right in its like robot testicles yeah you got fluid space you got you got the idea i think that was the first time that it was introduced that i don't want to go i don't want to go hard on that because i think they did this in next generation that you could unassimilate a person uh, you you could like re, revert yeah well, they didn't start uh, track. Cause, yeah cause, they did uh, they they Picard. Picard got assimilated yeah it's yeah, not a matter you can't do support. it you just got to sever the connection to the collective and then just start pulling all the implants mm-hmm. out of their bodies like um, I think I think uh, seven of nine was a little different because she had been assimilated as a little kid so she didn't know right. how to be human that was her right. whole thing and um, yeah so uh, like there's all these these things that were introduced in Voyager that I really liked and of course the the idea the Voyager was having the trek from the Delta Quadrant back to the Alpha Quadrant. It was really fun. And and the um, the fact that Voyager was never at 100%, like its, its energy reserves were always taxed because of its crew. And I like the idea because just... there's a lot of storylines where they're like trading and bartering and looking for food right. and trying to find like alternatives to this vegetable or that vegetable. Yeah. And like, yeah, no, that's, yeah. No, they that's, just can't replicate good. fuck everything. Yeah, I love it. Be like, All right, yeah. Well, there, there were, like, one of the first episodes where they, actually, it was the, the two-parter uh, that started the series where they were, um, they were, you know, warped there by this caretaker because he needed to find a, somebody who could um, reproduce, help him reproduce. Um, they, they found an entire civilization that, like, created wars uh, for water rights, which, you know, that never happens on planet Earth at all, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know, Israel, Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um 
but the fact that Voyager can just conjure water out of thin air, they thought they were just goddamn gods. And yeah. So that was a neat, that was a really neat, very basic need storyline. I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Like, oh, yeah, here, have so, some water, dude. Um, yeah. that, that reminds me of the next gen episode where the, the people think that Picard is a god. He ends up getting shot in the heart with a crossbow or an arrow to prove that he's not a god. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Crusher actually, lets him die and then brings him back. Actually, um, um, there's so many of these storylines that are tied into Picard. It's really great. But one of the funniest things in Picard is, like, somebody shoots, points a bow and arrow at him. It's a direct reference to that yeah. episode. And he goes, you should probably point it up here and points to the, his, like, face. He's like, because my heart is solid deuterium or whatever, you know. Some, yeah, it's because he's got made the up thing. heart, yeah. Right. He's like, it's not going to hurt. You, you need to shoot me in the face. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a, it's a great show. I uh, I will recommend um, once it's finished. I think we got two more episodes. I think I'm just going to wait till it's finished and sign up for the trial and watch it. Yeah, I mean, just I don't, have, it. I don't it's, have it's, a CBS all. I guess I could. I could share it from the internet. I don't either, Shay. No, just uh, yeah. wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's super fun. Um, super fun. It's got me like really wanting to dip my toe into all these other things. I watched a lot of Deep Space Nine, but um, I guess I'm gonna make a promise to you as my as my little brother. When I finish up Voyager, I will rewatch all of Deep Space Nine. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, and honestly, Deep Space Nine is a very typical Star Trek in that, like, I really do think, like, the first three seasons are much more story, Monster of the Week, and then after that, they fucking, they develop the characters more. Like, they develop, like, it turn, I don't know if you've ever seen the episode where it turns out that uh, it's, uh, the Quark, Quark's shuttle goes back in time and it was his ship that landed at Roswell. No, the parts I, that, oh, dude, I do remember so that, many, yeah. And he's got one of the best lines in all Star Trek where he's trying to he's trying to talk to the general, make him think that he's, you know, he's been what his race has been watching Earth for 100 years. Or he's like, hey, man. Baseball, root beer, atom bombs. It's a hell of a culture you guys have down here. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, I, I love it. I love it. It's definitely maybe, you know, it's definitely more around the characters. There's a lot less like sit like silly reasons they like do stuff i know there's there's some real dumb episodes in the beginning but it's also got judzia dax and i want to count her spots okay <laughs> i want to count her spots that is going to be trademarked by the woodscast yeah what was it knowledge blast that we came up with woodscast knowledge blast <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So no, it's uh, like Picard's got me really into all this stuff again. It's 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 a fun thing to dip back into. Um, did you happen to catch uh, changing? You know, moving on to other uh, things that I didn't pay for but watched. Um, did you happen to catch the drop of Superman Red Sun, the animated movie? Hmm. Yeah, no, it's I, 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 yeah. Okay, so now there's only that one, right? There's not a live action one in the works. Okay, that's what I thought. No. So they did an animated uh, Superman Red Sun. For those of you that aren't comic book nerds, excuse me, Superman Red Sun is in an alternate reality where uh, Kal-El's uh, pod drops in Soviet Russia. And he's yeah. raised under the communist regime to believe that the, uh, you know, the state is going to take care of the people. And he's raised to be a, you know, a super weapon for the uh, USSR. And he is their, you know, their shining symbol of how communism can fix everything and then at you know of course the one of the things he realizes is that all of the people that disagree with the government are thrown into a gulag including his uh his um a close friend when he was growing up um uh he actually bumps into what is i don't know what the fuck you would call him a russian batman 
Russian Batman watches his parents die in the gulag and decides that uh, Superman could have could have uh, you know saved them but didn't, so he decides to kill Superman. It's it's uh, it's great. Um, it, it, the fact that it's released right now, a lot of people online were like, the animation is is subpar. It should be better. And and I guess what they're talking about is like the uh, DC movies that was like a uh, you know all out war where they like they fight a. Uh, doomsday or apocalypse or whatever like, i'll say man, anime- a lot of these dc like it started with um that shitty killing joke movie the animation has definitely gone downhill for i don't know what well, the, the deal is like i honestly think it's 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 not that the animation is going downhill it's just that they're they're picking a different route like the animation for this movie uh, is more along the lines of the animation for the um you know batman the animated series everything's very stark there aren't a lot of car I'm, what I'm What I'm talking about is I'm talking about you can tell it's at a lower frame rate. Mm. It's not as fluid. It's not as smooth. Like, you go back, like, compare, like, and then the one I was using as an example is fucking, um, because they, it's always had that same style. Like, uh, the Flashpoint Paradox movie just looks like the Justice League cartoon, like, in terms of its art, this aesthetic, but it's just animated better. It's more fluid. You can tell they put more money into it. Uh, I would disagree. The Flashpoint Paradox, and I think it's All Out War, where they fight um, Apocalypse, Apocalypse Comes. That, that's <laughs> Justice me. League War, yeah. Yeah. I think those it's just are, War. Yeah, th- those are animated in a slightly more detailed and more like anime or comic style than your... Uh, uh, killing joke, like it's. it's they still a, had a higher. Fr- they still a higher. Right, no, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you there. I'm not arguing with That's you. That's what kills me. That's why, like, whenever a new, like, a lot of this studio, I can't remember the name of the studio, but it's the studio on Netflix that does a lot of their animes. They did those shitty animated Godzilla movies. They did the, uh, the, uh, what's that? Fucking those are just called? hard to watch because the the subtitles. They're just dumb. Um, when they're also weird. they're also hard to watch because they're awful. Um, and then uh, what's the other one that? It's about. I remember this. There's mechs. It's it's that like, but it's that it's that anime aesthetic, but it's it's 3D computer graphics and it runs at a lower frame rate. Oh. It's like, uh, but um, there's a bunch of movies like that, and 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 that's Interlock or something. No, like that? no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. I can't remember the name of the st- the studio, but um, but it, it doesn't matter. But it's just like oh, that's... the studio. I think you're talking about is Rooster Teeth. No, that is not the same oh, studio. All right. Um, but uh, it's uh, it might be Polygon. I think it's Polygon. Because um, all their shit is anime aesthetic, but it's done in CG. It's not hand drawn, so it sucks. But if that's a trend, like, because if you have a lower frame rate, it's just it's just cheaper to make. Like that's just all there is to it, and it, it, it it's uh and it's bugs the hell out of me. But that's eh, whatever. There's still some good animated shit out there. I've been watching My Hero Academia. That is a fun anime. That is the weebiest bullshit you will ever see, but it is great. Oh, it's a lot of fun. They just released. Uh, I think they just just put a new, out new in, movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, in um. Superman Red Sun having been done now, uh, uh, so they uh, you know at one point Lex Luthor creates a uh, answer to Superman. Uh, he stands up on a podium and says "America first. <laughs> um, there is so much fucking shit in this. I'm like, oh goddamn, yeah. oh good goddamn. Um, the MAGA crowd will not like it. That's fine. Um, have you have you caught any of the Castlevania on Netflix? Have you watched any of those? I've seen the first season and then I watched like a random bit from the third season just to see. And again, that's another one. Like I'm distinctly positive. The animation quality has gone down as the seasons have gone on. Like it doesn't, it doesn't flow. It's not animated as well. It's, it's a little bit more janky in terms of the frame rate and how fluid it is. Cause the first season's fucking incredible. Season does not look uh, as good. 
so you watched the first season but didn't watch the second season? No, I literally – well, because I what made me do it – I didn't watch the second season or the third season. What made me do it is I was flipping through the, the, the shit and the preview started playing, and I thought – wow, that doesn't look as good as I remember it. So I just picked an episode in the third season and just watched like the first five, ten minutes to see what the animation was like. And it has clearly gone downhill. It's not nearly as good as it was. But I've told it's very good story-wise still. I need to finish this. Uh, I need to watch the second season. The first season is like three episodes. I yeah. thought it was a – yeah, it's like three or four episodes. Like I remember I got a like pretty lit one night and thought I was going to watch like – I thought it was a like – 10 episodes. Yeah. And I, it's basically, it was basically a short movie. Yeah. And I was like, and it just ended. I was like, oh, fuck me running. Second episode was, or, I'm sorry, the second season was very good. And I have to say, I'm, I'm like completely uh, uh, impartial to this because, or I'm completely partial because, I mean, I remember growing up with Castlevania on the NES, NES like, you know, sleepovers in a buddy's basement, large color TV. The first horror game frame. on a console, really. That's like what, it, like at yeah. the time it was. I mean, I remember it was a little kid. That shit was ooky spooky, dude. Yeah, had had great eerie music. Had a great aesthetic. You you know, had a great um, Castlevania has difficult. one of my favorite soundtracks ever. Yeah, and it's difficult as balls. It's hard. And I remember playing that in Brian Christian's basement on a the their big color TV that had a wood frame around it, and we played it until his mom made us go to bed. And like it was like I am I'm all for Castlevania like I, I, that's that was like it's a thing I grew up with, and the second season of the anime, one of the things that is so much fun is that it you know introduces the characters it basically follows what you would call uh, Castlevania three Belmont the Belmont's Curse mm-hmm. where it has three characters you've got the sorceress you've got the uh, Alucard uh, Dracula's son and you got you know the the last Belmont. But, like, some of the scenes in it are so great because everybody has so much power, but they're so precise. Yeah. Like, there's this, there's this, uh, there's a scene where the three of them finally con- confront Dracula, and he's like, you tried to kill me last time, and you couldn't do it. And Alucard's like, I didn't have friends before. Yeah. And, like, I got, I got backup now. And he, like, brings his sword up and charges Dracula, drives Dracula into the wall and like crushes a big hole in the wall and then it pans back and you see that Dracula has caught the tip of the sword with two fingers yeah, it's like, Boop. and he's just holding it and it's like and it's that precision and power that they then proceed to absolutely just fuck up a castle and it's like I'm here for this like how like many every, episodes every, is the second season is it a full one or is uh, it like it's uh the first season I believe was three or four. Second season was eight and then this third season is ten nice so it's 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 good shit I know, I, I fucking loved the first season. Um, and, it, yeah. and again, I knew how short it was, and I looked into it, I was like, I, I think I, I watched it on a flight, and I was like, that is awesome. And yeah. I, the original intention was I watched it like the day or two before um, I was going to pull it up on my TV, apparently my payments expired, got to fix that later. Uh, <laughs> whoops, on Netflix. Uh, shit happens. Yeah, shit happens. But, uh, I, I, tr- I tried to hop on, I tried to hop on, uh, I, I had to... Uh... I lost my uh, credit card and had to get a new one and tried to hop on and play Destiny. And it was like, you need to upgrade to Xbox Gold. I was like, huh? Xbox Live. I was like, yeah. what? 
And I checked. It was like, oh, yeah, shit, my, my shit expired. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I actually had somebody uh, charge like about three grand. Someone got my credit card info, so I just had to cancel oh. it. But I got the money back. So, you know, the fun yeah, thing, cool. though, is is my new favorite thing is every now and I'd say maybe once a year just to make sure I cancel all the subscriptions I forgot about. I just get my I just cancel my card. Again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because oh, I don't know about your bank, but my bank, I could walk into the bank, cancel it. They print me one right there. So it takes like 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. And that's so, fucking so, sweet. So, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, are you watching Better Call Saul? No. That's on my list, uh, though. That's like a that's like at the top of my, you know, I think it was either that or I was going to start that or Preacher. And I was feeling more like a comic book show. So I ended up watching uh, doing Preacher instead. But you, you did watch Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I fucking love Breaking Bad. Yeah. Breaking Bad. This, uh, I would like you to watch like the first season of Break, Breaking. Uh, I'm sorry. Better Call Saul. And then I would like to have a discussion on which one you think is better. Um, I mean, they're not the same thing. I already know that much. Like, yeah. the the general consensus that I, you know, obviously I haven't seen it, but um, I've had people, and the funny thing is, is like, the way everyone says this is like, Breaking Bad is a better story, but Better Call Saul is more fun to watch. Um, but it, it is also really good. And I would believe that. But I would get behind that. I, I yeah, would get because, behind that. Because if you try to go back and rewatch Breaking Bad, that shit is fucking a slow burn. And it, oh, it, yeah, it's, it's a very slow burn. Yeah, which is fine. It, it just it you lose some of the excitement when you know where it's going to end up. So it's, it, it's well, and also watching Better Call Saul, you know, eventually Jimmy McGill is going to become Saul Goodman. Yeah, exactly. So you're just yeah. like you're just like sitting on the edge of your seat and like do some fucked up, do some fucked up, yeah, do some fucked up, do some fucked up. Yeah, no, I yeah. um. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I need to watch that because there's like what there's four or five seasons on Netflix, and then there's a season airing or about to air. So the fourth season should be on Netflix. The current season airing is season five. Yeah, and they're going to end with season six. They've already announced that they've renewed to season six, and that's where they're going to end the story. Which, which is, which is fine because Breaking Bad went. Excuse me, five seasons. Yeah. No, it did. Oh man, that's such a good show. I just I just remember because I I think I watched Breaking Bad when it uh I watched it when you could stream the first like three or four seasons. I think the first yeah. four, and then I had to wait for the fifth. So that was like a fucking nail biter. I I uh, I used to um one of the things I would do uh, when I was still at UK I would uh, and I was teaching, you know there would be you'd have to you know two or three times a year you'd have to grade, I don't know two hundred tests like a hour two hour long exam. Yeah, and so I would just sit at my desk, and I would just start a season of Breaking Bad and grade papers because I'd already seen them. They were just background noise. Then you just you just but pay I, attention to the part where, like, oh, here's the part where the tub falls through. Boom! Exactly, Sweet. exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you know when to look up and be like, here's the cool part. Yep. All right, and last question I got to ask you about things I think you should watch that you love. Have you uh, um, paid any attention to this Netflix Lost in Space? No. Yeah. I think you would love it. I'm it's sure a, I would. Know, course, the, it's, uh, a, it's a retelling of the you know the Robinson family yeah. trying to. Oh get no, to I know. Yeah. Actually, I uh, fucking love the original Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to watch it a lot after middle school when I go over to Granny Billy's house, and, oh, and yeah. uh, and then that would be the thing that was on, I'd, like you know, in the afternoon or whatever. And I love that fucking show. With Doctor Smith. Yeah, and, and whatever that pedophile's name was, was that Doctor Smith? Yeah, Doctor Smith. I don't think he ever touched him, but no, but he's definitely creepy and weird. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. No. It was it. Uh, so Netflix is doing a um, a three season arc to tell their story. So I've seen both the first and the second season. They're super fun. They're super awesome. How many, is it? Have they aired it, all of them yet? Or 
Uh, yeah, first the first and second season is is up on Netflix. They announced that they're going to do a third and final season uh, next year, and it's really a very mechanical space show, a lot like The Expanse. Yeah, where it's like you know, like in Star Trek, they're like, "Hey, we're going to say a lot of sciencey words, and then we're going to wrap this up in in fifth, uh, forty minutes." But in the um, in the Expanse, you know, you've got to actually figure out how the bolt goes into the hole and shit. And, and, yeah, and uh, and in Lost in Space. Like, it's literally, they get, like, stranded, and they're like, well, how the fuck did we figure this out? And um, one of my favorites was, uh, in one of, one of the episodes of the second season, the Jupiter looks fairly similar. It's, it's a saucer-shaped thing, but it, it clearly has a, a front and an ass. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's not, it's not completely saucer-shaped. But um, they're on this planet that has this really weird, like, it's an atmosphere they can't breathe. And the oceans are made of, I think it was, like, liquid methane or something. Something insane. Yeah. And they're like... Well, we gotta get the shit from here to there, and they're like, the um, the dad's like, I mean, we could sail it. And the mom's like, are you fucking shitting me? Like, she's like the super nerd. She's like, these things aren't designed to to sail. He's like, does it float? <laughs> I mean, and she's like, yeah. He's like, then it'll sail. Yeah, and they just like go. Yeah. They just build a big fucking sail on the top of it, and they just push it in the ocean, and they just start sailing. And she, and he's like, he's up there with like like two winches, like operate in the sail directions and he's like it's just like skipping along they're like well this fucking worked how did this work he's like i don't know remember that really shitty yeah. lost in space movie with uh, uh matt LeBlanc? Oh, yeah joey joey triviani in space <laughs> yeah that the only part, good part of that movie is where uh was it dr smith is found to be like a, a you know mutant and then they like kick his ass into the portal and i don't know like there, there's it has its moments but no like you're right in 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 in, in uh completeness that was a shitty movie yeah oh no it's a yeah. terrible movie a terrible movie gary Oldman plays dr smith and yeah he's turned into a spider demon or whatever so yeah, it's bad but uh no yeah like like yeah i think you'd like that loss of space they're constantly doing shit where like and their shit's always broke like that's another thing it's a realistic spaceship where like shit breaks and if you take part from the part from uh, you know part A from over here, and put it in you know the engine B over here, then that thing you took it out of stops working. Yes, you know it's not like it's not magic like they do in Star Trek Next Generation all the time. No, I I, I always like that was one of the things you know I always loved about shows is when it was uh, when they were constantly having to repair shit and like make shit work. Yeah. Voyager had all those bio packs that never made any sense. Biomimetic like, fucking... gel packs. Yeah, what the fuck does that help with it? Whatever. It's supposed. Right, it was supposed. To, it's basic. The basically what I think what they were supposed to be is like a bag of like brain cell neurons, like oh. like organic neurons, so it could let the ship's computer move faster because it had organic neuron material moving through the different uh, aspects of the ship. That's because there's but a whole, there's kept a whole episode sick. about uh, where they get infected with stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, they're literally just like bags of neurons that plug into the computer to make it think faster. Hey, everybody. Shay's uh, computer just crashed, so I'm going to have to land this by myself. Um, we enjoy doing this. We hope you enjoy listening to it. Um, we don't get to do this as much as we would love to, but uh, when we do it, we have a ball. So we hope that comes across um, in whatever dumb shit we say. Um, you can hit us up on Facebook. It's uh, at Woodscast1776. And then... On Twitter is at Woodscast1776 as well. And, of course, you can shoot us an email. If you have any questions, comments, or things you think we should talk about, you can hit us up at uh, 
what is it? Uh, the Woodscast 1776 at gmail.com. Totally blank there for a second. Um, all right. Well, uh, remember what Captain Hydra says. Seize the means of production. <laughs>